at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Thank you so much for staying with us. So it is beyond uh, behind the music today, and uh, behind the music is today with RJ Benjamin, who's going to talk to us about Sipo Hot Sticks Mabuza. RJ, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Long time. It has been a long time. I love your choice, and I'll tell you why I love your choice, but I want to know why you picked yeah. uh, Sipo Hot Sticks Mabuza today. Okay, well, look, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a long personal choice, really. Uh, uh, so, first off, I, I definitely think given the, the, the pandemic we're dealing with, I think it's important to celebrate the legends in this country that are still with us while they are still with us um, and, and acknowledge the impact that they've made on our industry and, and, and our culture. Um, so, so that was a big reason Um Another thing is, uh, I recently got hold of my dad's uh, old uh, record collection, his old vinyls, which I thought was lost probably for about 20 years. And someone I was living with was like, hey, I found this box of vinyls, and uh, I think they're yours. Do you want to come fetch them? Which was just amazing for me. And one of the albums that I grew up listening to was the Burnout album with um, uh, Zanzibar and Jive Soweto and a couple of other tracks on there. I love that album. And then, crazily enough, after all of the, you know, all the years, I eventually studied with, uh, with, with, with Sipo's, uh, nephew. And it kind of became this thing of like, wow, I wonder if I'm, I'm actually going to meet this guy one day in my life. He was kind of like, for me, he was like the Michael Jackson of South Africa, especially growing up listening to, to his records, you know. And then eventually, uh, I, I uh, okay, long story short, my manager now, a guy named Martin Myers, is Super Hot Sticks' manager, and he's been Super's manager literally since the 80s. So it just became this, the situation of, I don't know, the world led me to basically be, uh, be quite close with Super in my later years and, and have him as a mentor, and it's been incredible. It, it has been incredible and a gift, and I love the fact that, as you said, um, and it was exactly for that reason that I asked you, why did you choose him? I, I agree with you. I think it's definitely worth celebrating our legends while they're alive so that they know how we feel about them instead of waiting Absolutely. for the inevitable and then only then start saying, you know, singing his praises. So I love the, 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 this particular choice for that for that reason. But going back okay. into into him, um, and who he is. I mean, he's a bona fide Sowetan, right? I mean, through and through, this is a Sowetan through and through. Absolutely. He is, you know, I think some people through, uh, I don't know, for whatever reasons, like they like to move into Santon or Morningside or, you know, uh, they, they, they come into, I don't know, where, uh, these sort of af, uh, uh, what, what are seen as affluent areas. And Sipo, to this day, he still lives in Soweto. He is proud. He's proud of it. He's a very active member of the community. Um, when he has people come over from all over the world, they come and uh, stay with him in Soweto. And that, that can be anybody. And what I love about it is he's proud of, uh, of where he comes from, and he wants people from around the world to experience that, that have that true experience. Not just come here and stay in a fancy hotel in the middle of Santon and and think that that's the 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 the, the Joburg experience or the South African experience, and it's really cool. It's really cool that he has that mindset. RJ, 
what brought him together with the drums? Well, I mean, this is the interesting thing. So, I, for some reason, I never made the, I don't know about you, uh, but maybe I'm just very strange. I never made the connection that Hot Sticks was about drums. And I, I'm very ignorant no, I, here. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I, also, I didn't know that he started <laughs> I mean, with the drums. Yeah, I mean, I just always knew him as the guy. You know, he sang these cool hits, and I just, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know why the, the connection didn't didn't hit me. Uh, we, I was, I was performing at Miss South Africa in 2010, um, and he, it was his band, and he really was sort of the, the leader that year of the of the performances. And we were backstage, and he was practicing on his flute. He plays so many instruments, um, and I kind of said to him, "Why do people call you Hot Sticks?" And of course, he's like, "What? You don't know?" And, um, I mean, basically, Sipo really, uh, he, he gave me this background. He started learning drums at the age of uh, eight. Um, he was at Orlando West High School. And he became a drummer on uh, uh, for the cadets of the school. And basically, several of the musicians at uh, Orlando West High, they decided to start a band. And that around the age of 15, um, he, he eventually graduated to a full drum kit. Uh, this, this would have been around 1969. Um, the, he, he formed this band called The Beaters, um, and obviously they were inspired by the biggest band in the world at the time called The Beatles. Um, and the band, but uh, nice. Uh, with, but nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and essentially, like, they were the band to book. They basically were the band that started playing across the way to all the metric dancers um, at all the school functions. And... Um, they, they ultimately, from there, became so popular that they, they became some of the first black musicians in South Africa to travel domestically, eventually traveling outside of South Africa to Zimbabwe. Uh, back then, of course, it was Rhodesia. Um, by, so the, by the just... late 70s, the Beatles sound had evolved to a more pan-African rock-funk sound, which is crazy, but it makes sense. Um, and, and they eventually changed their name to the legendary Harari. Um, mm. And... Uh, they toured all over the show, all over townships in Zimbabwe. Um, the founder, the band leader, Sel- Sel- uh, Selby and Tuli, he died while the band was on a failed U.S. tour on the invitation of Hugh Masekela. And Sipo became the band leader. And during this inspired drum solo, they decided to nickname the guy Hot Sticks. And uh, because he was just so hot on the sticks, basically. Um, and... And ultimately, they entered the 80s, Harare. Before Sipo was the star of his own, enjoyed a lot of success. Um, they culminated in the song called uh, Party, which I think a lot of listeners will know. Um, that entered the, the Billboard disco charts. But unfortunately, as often happens with bands, there were conflicts and they, and they landed up splitting up. And that's what ultimately led Sipo to eventually go on, go on his own and become a solo artist. Can I juxtapose that to what was happening in his personal life? So was it the success yes. of the band and the demand of the band that actually ultimately led him to drop out of school? Yes, I think it, uh, I think it was. It um, the, the, I mean, it's such a good point. And he often, I mean, I, I often overlook that, uh, even when I'm sitting with him, that this guy so late in his life landed up matriculating. Like, and, I literally and, and have and my I, hand on my head right now while you say that. I often 
I often think that's the conversation to have with him, to to ask about, so what is it? What is it that has, because it must have been nagging at him for years. It must have been. Why Why would he want to go back to matric at 50? Uh, what was it about that yeah. that was so important to him? Why did he have to go back and do matric? And of course, we know that it's important, but it also wasn't going to change his mm. life, I don't think. So there must be something there, personally, that it must have meant to him. And, and obviously, that's a conversation he's still alive. We'll have with him another day. I absolutely look. And if you do, please uh, ring me in. I would love to. At, at least just let me know because I would love to listen into that. I, don't, I have no idea why I've never asked him that myself, and I feel terrible right now. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, sure. we'll be burning out and dancing. CFM.
So that is Jeff Soweto by the legendary Sipo Hot Sticks Mabuze as you and I look into the music of Sipo Hot Sticks Mabuze alongside RJ Benjamin. RJ, that song was a fascinating song because here was Sipo Hot Sticks Mabuze celebrating a group of people who felt so isolated at the time and, and him just bringing it back, highlighting their plight, highlighting the beautiful music that they make. And, and I think gave a really yeah. beautiful way in which we could highlight and reflect on how discrimination has been around us and how subtleties like music can somehow maybe fix, I don't know if fix is the right word, but, you know, maybe get us to think through why we discriminate against other people. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I know as a white kid uh, growing up in, in the mid-80s, at the, at the, in, in the heat of apartheid, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think we were, we were also, we were literally segregated from one another. And sometimes, uh, we, we didn't know exactly what was going on. And, uh, so, so when an artist was able to kind of break through both sides, that kind of, it was teaching all of us a lesson without us really realizing it. I, I just know that, uh, Burnout, the Burnout album, which uh, which had Jive Soweto on it, and, and and a few other tracks, it sat side by side with Michael Jackson's Thriller in in my dad's record cabinet, and I saw no difference between those albums in terms of the amount of spins I gave them, um, and I can only assume, the, I, I mean that album sold over five hundred thousand copies. I can only assume that it did the same thing uh, to me in terms of crossing over to so many different South Africans uh, across racial lines. It must have done that to so many other white families. And I think that that was something very special at the time, given how segregated we were. And he was one of the few, one of a handful of artists who was able to do that at the time. I mean, you you say that, um, and there was another level of segregation happening amongst even black people um, that you may not have been aware of. You know, tribalism was quite rife at the time. And so it was quite an interesting um, an interesting thing he did there by highlighting the, pl- the plight of, um, you know, you, you, say, you so rightly said it was colloquially known as the disco shangan, right? And, and it was deliberate. Yes. Um, he was there trying to deal with other levels of segregation as well, which I just think is so commendable. As right. you said, we may not have been very conscious of it, but he was doing his bit. I suppose he, he was wiser beyond his years even then, you know, and, and, and maybe all the more reason to, to bring him on. I mean, look, I'd be happy to, to play uh, organizer if you want. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I have no problems with that. I, I actually... <laughs> no problem. I will, I think I'll bring might. my mucheka and uh, you bring the drinks and we shouldn't have this conversation <laughs> with him. <laughs> so okay, let's deal. talk about one of his other hits. I mean, it, this was really a hit. Shigisha. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I mean, the, again, the thing is, if you, are, if you are a South African who grew up in South Africa, there's no way you didn't hear the song. It was so big. It's in your... It's in your blood. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's, it, it's that entrenched in, in South Africa and, and, and our culture. Um, and I think what was fascinating to me, uh, uh, sort of digging into the song, I spoke to Martin a lot, his manager. Mm. 
he's a bit of an encyclopedia of super hot sticks uh, knowledge. And and I was speaking to him about Shakisha, and he was like, "Did you know that this was uh, Nelson Mandela's favorite song?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And and you know, once I did a bit of digging, Nelson Mandela loved this song. He absolutely loved this song, and he, uh, he used to listen to it. My understanding uh, at, uh, at Robben Island, um, at, which is another incredible thing about music, it it passes all boundaries. You name it, it passes it, and this. Song to, very much did it with with Nelson Mandela. Of course, as soon as uh, uh, you know things changed, and we suddenly had these beautiful concerts, the four uh, four triple six four concerts. Sipo was, of course, invited to those celebrations, including the massive celebrations that were held uh, in London at, uh, in Hyde Park, and the New York City's uh, 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 Radio City Hall concerts. And and I mean, ultimately. Sipo then then became one of the icons, um, uh, you know, of the struggle and the celebrations beyond that. And and if you think about it, songs like Burnout, songs like Jive Soweto, uh, and then uh, songs like Shakisha just became these these beautiful cele- celebratory pieces of music. I mean, I can only imagine um, what that must have been like, that very first meeting between him and Madiba, knowing that this was his favorite song. I mean, that must have been quite special. Oh, my word. I wish that was one of my songs. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, that's quite incredible, no doubt. Should we do that? Should we, Shikisha? Let's do that. Let's Shikisha.
much for bringing Hot Sticks Mabuza alive to us. Thank you for this. And and we are oh, actually oh, yes, going oh, yes. to have a little party. I think we should have a party. I think we should invite the listeners. I think we should have a COVID-friendly party, though. I like it. And and I'm going to bring Sipo along. <laughs> <laughs> bring him along. I'll bring my mucheka along. You bring the music along, too. Ask him to bring some yes. drums while he's at it. And maybe we'll do yes. this with our listeners. Yes. Yeah, we should do that. I think uh, I think it's a great... Uh, okay, I'm going to speak to Martin, our manager, speak on my manager, and we're going to do it. Oh, yeah. We should do this. And we'll stream it live, and, and let's do a whole big... Why not? In fact, you know what? The December holidays are coming. No one's got money to go anywhere. Let's do it. Yeah. No, I, I, look, I'm, I'm calling Martin after this. So, happy weekend. Fabulous. I'll let you know. <laughs> Fabulous. December on Life Happens, awesome. we're going to have a party with Sipo, Hot Sticks, Mabuza. RJ is going to manage all of that. I'll just bring my mucheka and the listeners will be there and we're going to have a party. It's a deal. It's a deal, RJ. Have a deal. good one. Have a good... Have a good one. That uh, brings us to the very end of the show. Thank you, everybody. It's been a wonderful, interesting, painful, all of the above week. Let's do this again next week. And I really appreciate your generosity. I appreciate your ears. Thank you, everybody. Let's do this again on Monday. John Gerka is up next, just after three, with Beyond the Headline until six. It's three o'clock now. Let's go to Utsi Lesaku for the latest in SABC News.